Welcome again into Irreverent Sports Meandering, ISM, where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. I'm Dave, and I'm joined by my brother Josh as we scour the landscape of the NFL. If you want to join in on the discussion, you can email us at ismdaveandjosh and at gmail.com. Tonight, we are going to go through games, fantasy football depression, and our top five quarterbacks all time. Today is September 21st, and let's get irreverent. Just as a note to start out, I wanted to mention that we will be posting our podcast Wednesday or Tuesday evenings or Wednesday evenings. Uh, We both have jobs that require our attention during business hours, and we both have families that require our attention in the morning and the evening as well. So uh, we will try to stick to that schedule as best we can and just bear with us on the days that we can't get it up on Tuesday night and we end up uploading on Wednesday. Awesome. Well, let's get into the games. Uh, so I thought uh, let's start random, Josh. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Denver versus Jacksonville. Uh, Denver won 23-13. Did you get to see any of that? So I, I saw a lot of uh, a lot of the highlights and um, the stat lines for the two quarterbacks. Um, the highlights showed Lawrence being a lot more. He he has a lot of finesse, and but I he thought also that too, actually I thought he had a few nice, really really yeah. nice passes. Yeah, exactly, exactly what I'm trying to say. Um, he did have what three interceptions, so that makes it five on the year, I believe. Um, oh, so definitely he have three more interceptions or no two. He must've had two cause he had three last week. Okay. So yeah, two this, yeah, it's five on the air to wow, this that's week. That's a lot of interceptions. Yeah. And you, but you know, Peyton Manning, 21 and 21, I believe in his 28 and 28, actually 28, 28. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we're he, halfway through the year, he could start playing, you know, awesome. And so we'll true. never even remember this, you know, that's um, so true. Or he could just keep throwing interceptions, and then he'll just, you know, be a average quarterback in the NFL. But right. um, one other thing about this game that I, I wanted you to kind of think about: Teddy Bridgewater uh, only eight missed passes. And yeah, yeah. He, uh, I was, I was gonna say, man, I think, I think some teams missed the boat. Like I think, he, I think so too. he's deceptively accurate and deceptively has a really strong arm, and he can run. I don't know what we all missed. Yeah, no, he he's played very consistent uh, for the last two games, and you know, hopefully, he keeps it up. And uh, I've always kind of had a soft spot, soft spot for Denver, so I'm never mad when they do go do well. So you know, hopefully, he keeps it up. Oh, that's so funny because I always hated Denver, whether it was John Elway or Peyton Manning. Um, the only reason I'm rooting for them now is because of their uh, head coach who used to be the defensive coordinator for the Bears. Yeah, but you used to love Bill Romanowski. He was like your favorite player. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's that, that's true. I forgot about good old yeah. Bill. Good old him. Bill. <laughs> well, um, since I just mentioned uh, the Bears, uh, Cincinnati versus Chicago, uh, 20 to 17, Chicago winning behind, like I think, um, a real bounce back from their defense. I think Real-quick. this was more burrow give handing us the game i don't know man i thought roquan and jalen johnson were so freaking good no no doubt jalen johnson definitely had a good game no doubt but i do think that if burrow didn't throw three interceptions on three consecutive plays 
we may we probably don't win that game. But so two of those interceptions though were completely great plays by Jalen Johnson and Roquan Smith. Yeah, I, I'm not right. Jalen Johnson got his first career interception. Roquan was all over the field and got his interception um, with the touchdown. Um, I, I was really impressed with the defense all around. Even even the defensive end that we got last year, I cannot remember his name right now. Um, he had two sacks. He has two and a half sacks this year. He had two sacks all of last year. Who am I thinking of, Josh? Um, it's uh, Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. He, he, he's starting to really pick it up, and I really like this defense. But the more important storyline, of course, is Justin Fields. Um, what were your thoughts on his play? I thought he looked fine. You know, he's the rookie quarterback. It's the first time he led multiple series in a row. I think he looked fine. He threw a pick, a pretty bad one. A uh, bad, for sure. bad pick, yeah. But he looked good running the ball. He looked good in the pocket. Um, you know, again, rookie, like I'm, I'm comparing this to a, a rookie first starting, you know. In general, he's he's got a long way to go to be a good quarterback in this league. Uh, what did you think? I thought Andy Dalton looked better. I thought Andy Dalton looked really <laughs> good. Like I was watching the game and I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to kill these guys. Andy Dalton is all over the place. And then he gets injured and I was like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Justin Fields should start next week. If Andy Dalton's healthy, it should be Andy Dalton. If he's not healthy, then, of course, it should be Justin. Um, but Andy Dalton, every time if he's healthy, though. This year. This year, at least. Let's, let's give Fields time to learn. Um, looking at Houston versus Cleveland, 31-21. Cleveland uh, beats Houston. I-, I need to say this right now. I thought Houston was going to win the game. Like, why? Dude, well, let, let me explain here. Tyrod Taylor, my guy, all right, he looked really good. And he they were winning the game at certain point. But then he goes down injured, and they have to bring in Davis. I think it's Davis Mills, kid from Stanford, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I just – it just didn't look good. Like, there's, like, no talent on that team besides Tyrod Taylor. Well, Brandon Cook's like – all right. Um, but other so, than that, yeah, you're 100% right. I yeah. think that Cincinnati's, uh, I mean, Cincinnati, <laughs> Cleveland, I think, uh, is playing really efficient football. Their running game, obviously, great. Uh, Mayfield only two missed passes, but he only threw 21 to begin with. Right. Um, he has no one he's throwing to, too. Like, um, OBJ's oh. gone. Jarvis Landry didn't play. I was going to say, Jarvis Landry went down with, uh, what is he, is a knee? Oh, I thought he got That's, in. I I thought it was earlier this week that no, he was already I, I was beginning marked of out game. of the game. I think it was the beginning of the game. Um, okay. But regardless, right. but regardless, yeah, I mean, he yeah. Jarvis Landry wasn't on the field. Beckham wasn't on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, uh, that was <laughs> that that was interesting. I really did think Houston was going to win, though. Um, Baltimore. Versus uh, Kansas City or Kansas City versus Baltimore. Um, Baltimore is off the snide. Thank God. Oh, my gosh. Winning 36 to 35. They finally beat KC. Um, did you know if they lost this year it was going to be four years in a row? 
Oh, I did not. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, that was the that was the uh, the stat that everyone was talking about before the game. Yeah, um, four years in a row, man. Um, but Lamar Jackson does what he does, and he was awesome. Like he was really, really good. Uh, I mean, so is Patrick Mahomes. But I just I was so happy to see Baltimore win. Yeah, L- Lamar really kind of. I mean, he put. I mean, this is so cliche to say, but he really did put that team on his back and just mm-hmm. drag them to victory. Like he, he, he absolutely played well. He had, I mean, he had two picks. Yeah, that stinks. But when you, when you run for a hundred and uh, I think 16 or 107 yards and, you know, get, what is it? Four TDs he, he had. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I don't know if he had four. I don't know, but he had a bunch of TDs and yeah, he looked really good. Mahomes uh, obviously always looks amazing. <laughs> But uh, they just they couldn't get their run game going, um, and their defense obviously just couldn't hold up there at the end. So yeah, and and what do you think? What do you think Kansas City should do with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, man? Because he is just constantly underachieving, and he did again this this week, and with a costly fumble that costed them the game. I mean, it literally costed them the game. Well, I mean, what's interesting about um, Ceh is that you know he was drafted. I mean. There are other guys in that draft, like Jonathan Taylor. I think there's another guy that I'm missing that were still there when Clyde Edwards-Alaire was taken, I believe. And he was drafted, I believe, because he is a much better pass catcher than all the other running backs in that draft. So, you know, the fact that they're not using him in the passing game, um, the running game can't get going. I just, I don't know what's going on if it's, if it's kind of they've chosen not to focus with at, on him at all, um, that's fine. You know, obviously, if Patrick Mahomes focus on that guy, <laughs> but you know, he's just not look, like Ceh is just not looking good for sure. No, and he's making me look like a fool for taking him even in the third round. You know what I mean? Like I got him in the third round, and I look like a freaking idiot. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, absolutely. I I I, I uh, drafted him in a, a bunch of my leagues. Right, Never, round, yeah. like I just totally thought he was going to explode this year, and he is. He is not. Now it's early; it's only two weeks in. But you know, as fans, which technically means fanatic, uh, we like to um, overreact to things. So, for sure. <laughs> um, Detroit versus Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay won thirty-five seventeen, but Detroit was leading at halftime before it started raining. <laughs> yes. Um... I honestly, Detroit looks looked actually pretty okay in that game for yeah, a while. Yeah, I thought Jared Goff looked pretty decent until the rain came, and then yeah, Goff just kept slipping out of his hands. Yeah, you you definitely did not finish strong or anything like that. But they did look okay in the beginning. Um, Green Bay, obviously, this is a bounce back game for them. It's you know the the the, the Detroit defense really didn't put up put up much of a struggle uh, in the second half. Um, I think Rodgers yeah, had, Aaron's, had a really Aaron's big game. had the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, four touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, four touchdowns. They, actually, you know, because that happened, I lost my other fantasy game. <laughs> so, like, in the in our money league, um, I already, I'd already lost my two points, which I was already upset about. And then because of the Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers thing, I lost in the other league we're in. It was embarrassing. Yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. Ugh, I hate Green Bay. Anyway. Um, again, <laughs> we are Bears fans, so. Um, Pittsburgh versus Las Vegas. Las Vegas won 26-17, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. I think Las Vegas uh, 
may have turned a corner. Although, did you just see the news today that uh, Derek Carr is questionable? Did not. Mm-hmm. Um, He's questionable. What happened? And, uh, Josh Jacobs is very questionable. Literally <laughs> with uh, with uh, um, quotation marks around it. Like he's just not going to play. Like that's just yeah, probably yeah, not at all. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like you said, Las Vegas looked. I mean, Derek Carr. I don't know. He just looks really good this year so far. Yeah. Um, like, he hasn't really found like kind of that um, the favorite wide receiver target. Obviously, Darren Waller is the guy out there, and he should be. He's probably behind Kelsey, the best tight end in the league by a lot. Man. Actually, I feel like they are like one into head and shoulders above the next, you know, the next guy. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, They're better than Kittle, I think. Absolutely. I think Kittle, he, he's wonderful. He's a great athlete, but, you know, he plays um, in a way that oftentimes gets him hurt. So I really can't, you know, justify putting him up there with him anymore. Yeah, um, that's fair. But, yeah, uh, Steelers looked, uh, they looked okay. Deontay Johnson obviously went down. TJ Watt went down too, and that could be a huge reason the Raiders had a heyday with no pressure. I know. Yeah. That's a huge, huge loss for Pittsburgh. Um, Najee, I think, got his first touchdown. Um, he did. He and, did. Uh, and that Raiders defense, man, uh, it wasn't this year, but last year that um, they spent almost every one of their draft picks on defense. And now it's it's paying dividends. Mm-hmm. They're getting pressure. They've got they're playing good secondary. Um their linebackers are solid. Like it's just, it's, it's wild. I don't think I can remember a time where, where I felt like the Raiders were just on the cusp. You know, I was too young to really care about the Raiders in like 2002. You know, I know that sounds ridiculous thing. I was 21, but I had better things to do at that age than watching football. So I didn't watch a ton of football then. Um, but uh, seriously, I think the Raiders are just on the cusp. Mm-hmm. I agree. Which uh, kind of makes me eat my words uh, last week for making fun of John Gruden because his team's looking really good. Yeah, two and zero, but they were two and zero last year too, and then lost like six straight. It, that, was was that, that was the Bears. Never mind. But they did lose six out of eight or something like that. Okay. Um, San Francisco versus Philadelphia. San Francisco won seventeen to eleven. Weird scores. Um, and again, they can't keep running backs healthy, man. Three running backs were injured in that game. One of them came back, but three running backs got injured. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they are in shambles, much like the Baltimore Ravens were starting the season. So um, what, is, what was it this week? It was uh, um, uh, what's Eli Jamichael Mitchell. Got injured. Um, Michael Hasty got injured. And then there was a the third guy. I got, they're, pu- they're picking people up from like grocery stores <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's uh we'll talk a little bit about that and like kind of the uh the fantasy depression, but um <laughs> yeah, it's 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 unfortunate that if you're running back in SF at like the last two years, you probably have spent at least six games on out at minimum. <laughs> right. So that's it's incredible. Um, it, it, it is it is wild. Um and then the Eagles, man, uh just goal line they they could not get it into the end zone, no matter what they did in that game. San Francisco just kept like just punching them in the face seven times. They had opportunities um, to get it uh, into the end zone. You know, let's go to the that Dolphins game. Um, Buffalo versus Miami. 
Uh, Buffalo won 35 to zero. Um, Tua, like you said, Josh, injured. Um, and Miami looked putrid. Yeah, I mean, for me at this point, it's like pick up whatever defense is playing Miami in your fantasy leagues. And <laughs> I know, right? It's like Miami, <laughs> New York yeah. Jets. Um... Um, yeah, no, that's it's it's not going to be pretty out there. And, you know, I don't I didn't think Tua was going to was doing that well to begin with. And now that, you know, they're is it Jacoby Brissett or. Was it? it is. It is. It Brissette. is and he, and yeah. he looked terrible too. Well, I mean, you know, he no, had... he didn't have a week of like practicing and all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure that hurt hurt him. But he he didn't look great either. So let's see what he looks like this week if if two is not coming back. Yeah, Brissett. He had a he had a good he had a okay run in Indianapolis as a game manager, and I think he could do the same thing in Miami. Um, uh, Buffalo played good defense, and Miami just didn't make any adjustments. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Buffalo. Um, definitely one of those defenses that played much better this week. Um, definitely. Yeah. So. Yeah. See how they do for the rest of the year. Yeah, because they lost to Pittsburgh last week, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah, they lost to Pittsburgh last week, and Pittsburgh didn't look that good this week. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, Minnesota played Arizona, was in Arizona, and lost. 34-33 on one of the most um, exciting games of the week. Uh, Kirk Cousins continues to look really good, but the rest of his defense is so bad. That Minnesota defense is so bad. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, when you go to Minnesota, it's like, let's see how many touchdowns we can throw. Because it's, it's Arizona, obviously, I'm kind of high on them right now. Um, their <laughs> offense is clicking everywhere and with no resistance by the Minnesota um, mm-hmm. defense. I mean, they just, I mean, Kyler Murray put up a show last week. He's putting up a show this week. Um, the Vikings just, if they can, if they can put together some semblance of defense, they might be uh, a real contender in the NFC North. You know, they, they might mm-hmm. actually, you know, contend with the Green Bay Packers. And uh, there's another team there that, I always forget about because they're always disappointing. Um, but, Chicago, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so I uh, it, we should see uh, a lot of fel- at least a lot of fantasy relevance out of the Minnesota Vikings this year. Well, I'm I'm hoping they don't figure it out though uh, by uh, next week because uh, they're playing my Seattle Seahawks and uh, I have Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and Chris Carson going. Oh it's, my lord, dude. <laughs> I think I may have put all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> you may have. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's that's hilarious. Uh speaking about that game, uh that was the other really another really big game, Tennessee versus Seattle, and Tennessee won 33-30. Um Russell Wilson kind of faded, which makes me kind of scared. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, that's just kind of what he does. Um, I know you said that to me when I drafted him too. You're like, Dave, I don't like that. He fades well, all the time. He's well, first of all, as an NFL QB, you don't really get much better than Russell Wilson. Okay. Obviously there's, there's guys that are better than him, but you don't, if Russell Wilson's your franchise quarterback, you're a very happy team. Cause he's a, he's a great NFL quarterback. Really realistically speaking, I'm talking about fantasy wise. He really disappears. Uh, some, some games, um, Seattle does like to run the ball. 
Um, that's one of the reasons they fired, I think, their offensive coordinator. They want to run the ball even more um, or something mm. like that. But, um, but uh, no, Russell Wilson, he does tend to disappear. And uh, in this particular game, um, I think uh, the NFC West, all of the other teams in the NFC West side, because I think all the other teams are 2-0. and oh. Is that correct? Uh, San Francisco's 2-0. and oh. Rams are 2-0. and oh. Rams are 2-0. and oh. Uh, Arizona is two and zero as well. Yep, yep. Yeah. So wow. yeah, everyone there just kind of <laughs> was like, "Thank God, someone lost finally." Could <laughs> 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 you imagine? I, that's got to be the best best division in the league. I would say that yeah, yeah AFC yeah, West maybe too, but yeah, at least by a record for sure. Um, yeah, and then on Tennessee side, Derrick Henry looked great. Julio Jones had a bounce back game. Uh, it was encouraging for if you're a Titans fan, which I'm not. So yeah, the Titans, man, they just, you know, again, their defense is uh, is weak. Um, their offense is very efficient. Um, uh, not well, at least this week, Derrick Henry is not very efficient last week, but uh, this week, Derrick Henry just absolutely, you know, went off. Um, the Los Angeles Rams, which still is weird for me to say. The Los Angeles Rams uh, went into Indy and won 27-24. Um, Josh, are you still a believer in Jonathan Taylor? Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Um, he had he, the, four, the, da- four downs, that, or three of, the, three of the four downs they had at goal line, and he couldn't get it into the end zone. Well, the Rams were kind of stuffing them all game. You know, I think it was like 15 for 50 or something like that. Um, you know, he, it's not like any other running back did better. It's just more along, along the lines of, you know, the Rams have a, have a pretty decent, uh, defensive line and had a pretty decent game plan for them because Indy, you know, with Wentz, especially even with Wentz going down, um, like they really were going to rely on the run quite a bit. Um, now I, I do think, uh, now I can't remember who took, uh, Wentz, Wentz's place. Once he went down. Oh, uh, it was uh, Eason, Jacob Eason. That's right, Jacob Eason. And uh, um, he and Wentz were actually kind of looking at Michael Pittman a lot this game. So that was kind of interesting to see yeah, with Paris Pittman Campbell. Yeah, have some looks. But Paris not Campbell. as many looks as Cooper Cup. Well, no, Cooper Cup apparently is the only wide receiver that plays for the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> I know, nine catches, 163, and two touchdowns, man. New England beat the Jets 25 to six. Um, and I'm going to stand by what I said last week. Zach Wilson is terrible. Terrible. Yeah, not great. Uh, what was it? Five interceptions or I don't even know. No, four, four, four interceptions. interceptions. Yeah. Not great um, is an understatement. He was horrid. Yeah. He did not play well. He also does not play for a very good team. So no, no, he, he does not. Um, by the way, I have a theme of this podcast this week. It's, the Jets are terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's pretty much been the theme of the last 15 years, but okay. <laughs> um, but um, so actually, that's that's not true. Rex Ryan had some success in there. But, um, but uh, yeah, I he obviously didn't look good. Uh, Mac Jones, you know. Continues uh, to be consistent. He was fine. He was fine. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's all you really can say. He didn't, like, throw the ball more than 10 yards, so. Yeah, I think he only had, like, I think he had 250 yards and no touchdowns or anything. Oh, I think less than 250, my friend. Yeah, you're probably right. But, yeah, he just kind of game manager right now, which 
Yeah. Kind of what everybody okay. was expecting. Yeah, you know? that that's okay. You know, Tom Brady was a game manager as well his first season. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. So He did um, not win those games. He was not the Tom Brady that we know until he got Randy Moss and Wes Welker. Dude, I heard an insane stat today. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady has almost thrown for as many touchdowns in his 40s than he did in his 20s. Oh, wow. Are you serious? Like, I don't, I didn't do the math, but I heard this on, a, on another podcast. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. <laughs> You're stealing stats from other podcasts. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but no, it is, that is just a remarkable stat. I don't, like, that's like, that's, that's really the most telling thing about Tom Brady's evolution in the NFL. You know, he played, I, what is he, 23? Three when he took over for Drew Bledsoe, or was he twenty-two? Regardless, he had he had a he had a lot of years bef- before he turned thirty, and yet he still has almost thrown as many touchdowns in uh, five years in his forties than he did in the seven years in his twenties. That's so that's that's a crazy stat. Yeah, that's that's a, that is a crazy stat. Holy cow! Um, Dallas versus San Diego. Dallas beat San Diego twenty to seventeen. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I was really sad because I love Justin Herbert, but he had an up and down game. He still looked okay. He still looked good. Yeah, uh, he d- he still did, but he threw an interception in the red zone. He uh, there was a big penalty in the red zone. They costed themselves 14 or 21 points. Um, Tony Pollard, though, uh, he he looks like he's the best running back on the Cowboys. That's saying <laughs> something, man. That's saying something. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. The I think he threw, he ran for over 100 on like 13 carries. Um, mm. He also ran for a touchdown and had a couple catches. Elliott did the same thing, uh, just on less yardage, seven yards I think. Yeah, Zeke just carries. looks slow. That's what he looks. I mean, yeah, Pollard definitely is the more you know kind of uh, fast. Scat. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs> That's not the right word to say. That. Yeah, but I, I don't know. But he also has some power too, you know. So yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We might see a little bit more Tony Pollard there. Atlanta played Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay beat them forty-eight twenty-five. Uh, interesting stat I heard: Tom Brady right now uh, has uh, scored or is on pace to score seventy-seven touchdowns this season. Yeah, I know it's absolutely ridiculous. He's gotten he's gotten better as he's gotten older. It's wild. Yeah, no, I I think he is on the probably last year or this year the the two best teams he's ever had. I mean, there were times on the Patriots that they had a really good defense, and you know he had, they had Randy Moss and Brady threw for almost fifty touchdowns. But you know, I really think he is on his best all around team that he's been on the last two years. Oh yeah, think about the weapons they have. You know, like in New England, they had Julian Edelman, and that was a lucky draft pick. Now he's got Godwin, Evans, A.B., Fournette, a good defense, a good offensive line. Like, he's he looks good. He's, you know, in really good shape. He's really cut and attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm watching the movie Ted. <laughs> did, you see the, did you see the Subway commercial with Tom Brady? Yeah, I thought it was amazing. <laughs> eat Subway, even though you don't eat bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And then on the yeah. other side of the ball, um, Atlanta. Atlanta looked not good. They're 0-2. Um, I think they, they thought they were going to be a winning team bringing Matt Ryan back. but 
No, I guess I you mean, have to have more than uh, Calvin uh, Ridley. Yeah, yeah, no, they uh, they threw two pick sixes. I mean, Ryan threw two pick sixes. Mm. So I mean, this game would have been a little closer, uh, but you know, it's he's. I've never been a fan of Matt Ryan's. I think that's well known. Um, and you know, he's he's getting towards the end of his career. And oh yeah, he's definitely not, he's not Tom Brady this thing. So. No, he's not because nobody Tom Brady's it like Tom Brady does. <laughs> yeah. That's... Um, now the final game I thought was the most uh, I don't know uh, maybe a discouraging game for some people. New Orleans versus Carolina. Uh, Carolina won twenty six to seven. Um, and will the real Jameis Winston please stand up? Um, but yeah, Jameis <laughs> Winston did not did not look good. Um, 180 yards past no, 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 111. 111, that's right, 180 last week. They would have liked to have that because they literally had nothing else going on. I think Alvin Kamara had 30 total yards. Yeah, and... oh, he had five, I think it was five yards rushing. That's incredible. That's, that's crazy because Alvin Kamara, I mean, in my mind, Alvin Kamara is one of those guys that you really feel like you, you can't stop. And they right, exactly that they thoroughly stopped them. Uh, this might be because Carolina's defense is probably pretty great. So. Yeah, but we didn't know that. That came out of like nowhere. Carolina's defense is super stout. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, uh, uh, and you know Jameis Winston two interceptions, and they were kind of those you know YOLO interceptions. So he. Um, it's just a little bit of himself on the field there. <laughs> I think they'll have better games ahead of them. I really do. I think Jameis is going to be much better um, moving forward. But yeah. Well, and, and my I, final note for uh, the kind of the game breakdowns, Sam Darnold, he looks like a different quarterback. Like, man, getting out of New York City, getting out of the New York Jets was like the greatest thing he could do. It's the, the Jets have a long and storied history of ruining first round quarterbacks. Um, and they're, they're so ruining many. another one. And they're oh, ruining another one as we speak. Poor guy. Right. He, if you would have played for any other team, he might have had a shot. No, no, he's not. He's terrible. Oh, wow. <laughs> I told you, there's a theme of this podcast, and it's the Jets are terrible, and so is Zach Wilson. So after watching all the games uh, this week, uh, what was the best play? Um, I'm actually a little unprepared for this. I didn't uh, really look at what the best play was um did you have one in mind oh yeah hands down um lamar jackson's jump pass to hollywood brown was awesome oh yeah how yeah how did that i don't i I don't know how how he saw him i don't know how he got the ball there and i don't think the corners knew that like i think that's the corners were shocked that he could get the ball all the way there in the air yeah no the the announcers on the game basically were like you know this is the play that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the replay of his career. Like whenever they talk about Lamar Jackson in the future, like, you know, after he's retired, you know, this is the play that this is to be the first one that they show. Uh, so yeah, that was a very, that was an incredible play. Yeah, no, it, it, it was, it was unbelievable. Did you have a worst play? Uh, worst play. Uh, <laughs> we go from Tua last week to uh, Patrick Mahomes this week where he uh, wow. literally just kind of fell over and just threw the ball. <laughs> Kind of just chuck the ball into the defender's hands. Um, I, yeah, I I don't for some reason when Holmes does it, 
it doesn't seem so bad because there's I know, right? so I much good play around it. Good. Like, right. But that play in isolation, if you put an unnamed quarterback there, you'd be like, man, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> like, that right. was a bad play. Yeah, did, um, did you know that that was his first interception in September in his career? Hmm. In, that is his first interception in September in his career. All of September's. That's that's he's so good. <laughs> now we do need to have an honorable mention here of Joe Burrow's three interceptions on three plays. Um, my worst play is also a two-parter. Um, first, last week I picked on a punter. I'm picking on another punt team, <laughs> the Rams punt team. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Josh, but they get ready to punt, and uh, the uh, one of the blockers was like standing behind the center. And I don't know if they thought it was like, yeah. like everyone else thought it was a fake, but it like he hiked the ball to him and it hit him. And then he just fell down. <laughs> it was so funny. I was, I was laughing so hard. Oh, oh man. The second part of the worst play is uh, um, following the theme of the day, um, which is the Jets wasting their second round pick on Zach Wilson. So I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> man, you're not pulling any of the punches today. <laughs> I, I am not, man. Oh. I, I swear, if he's not Ryan Leaf, I don't know who is. That's awesome. So um, who's your king of the hill? Who is your uh, your big winner? Who is your best team in the NFL right now? Today. Today. Um, well, I mean, I, I still think, even though KC is coming off a lot of Lost they are the obvious best choice, but again, I think uh, I still think uh, Arizona is is putting it together, and I think Kyler Murray. I mean, I think he's on his way to being you know one of the top five quarterbacks in this league for sure. If he's not already, hmm. for sure. Okay. Is on the way. All right, um, I would say my king of the hill is the Buccaneers, man. Like Brady <laughs> gets better, everyone's getting better. He didn't even throw to AB hardly at all. Like mm-hmm. AB had wide open, was wide open several times and he just didn't throw it there because he didn't have to. Everyone was wide open. They're mm-hmm. just so, so good. You can't mm-hmm. guard them. 100%. All right. And then you're rolling down the hill. Um, you know, Jacksonville, Steve is, uh, it still looks awful. <laughs> I mean, um, most fronts, I mean, like I said, Lawrence, you know, had some great, good plays, uh, yeah. but no, Jacksonville is still my lowest. Yeah, did, did you hear that Urban Meyer is like, like they're all they're he's already like flipping out and like there, there's thoughts that like he might be the next Nick Saban to, to leave the NFL halfway through the season and jump to the jump back to college because he's he's just he's kind of flighty like that. He always has his whole career. Was the Spurrier did the same thing as well? Or did he actually stick it out for the whole No, game? he stuck it out. He stuck it out. Okay, okay. Nick, Nick Saban, and I think Bobby Petrino, maybe. There's another. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was Bobby Petrino for the Falcons. Yep. Um, my rolling down the hill, big surprise, the Jets. They are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Wilson's terrible. The running backs are terrible. The offensive line is terrible. I don't know who's good on that team. I don't think there is anyone good. Jameson Crowder. I feel bad Jameson for the Crowder coach. Is like this one little bright spot who's like, look at me. 
Look at me. <laughs> just watch he'll get injured next week so because he's always injured so. he is actually that's fairly that's been fairly true well that was our uh that was our game that was our game breakdowns for the week uh and uh our rolling down the hills and our making fun of zach wilson um <laughs> but uh i challenged you this week um to come up with your top five quarterbacks of all time and so i'm i, I did as well so I'm I'm excited to hear what you got. Well, who's your uh, Let's start with your number five. Who's your number five greatest quarterback of all time? You are going to hate this, and I oh uh, I kind of love say that. Brett Favre. I'm gonna punch myself in the balls. <laughs> uh, John Elway is my number five, actually. Um, oh. Although his kind of final stat lines are not like that, you know, super elite two to one T to interception ratio you know, north of 90 passer rating or anything like that. He does have a career of winning playoff games, 14 and seven in the playoffs um, in his postseason career. Um, he absolutely is a great quarterback from kind of stem to stern, uh, can make plays on the run. Uh, great, obviously, down <laughs> deep ball. Uh, I mean, that's kind of his thing is throwing the ball a million miles. Um, wow, number five, though. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's gone to, would he go to four Super Bowls, I believe, won two of them? Uh, he, he actually went to five Super Bowls. Okay, so five Super Bowls, won two of them? I mean, that's, yeah. that's, I that's mean, impressive. That's impressive. It's a very impressive career. It's a winner, and that's mostly why I have him at number five. All right, all right. My, my five was Peyton Manning. Um, he went to four Super Bowls. Uh, he won two, but I'm going to tell you right now that both the ones that he won, were not because of him. It was because of his defenses. All right. First, against the Bears, um, his defenses came up big. If, if Rex Grossman stopped throwing the ball to the Colts, he would have lost. All right. Um, and then the second one uh, was when he was with Denver, and that defense was unstoppable. And he was, like, at the end of his career, he was not looking pretty. In fact, I think he even got – I don't think he got benched, but he, but he had uh, another quarterback come in that year um, and play a little bit. But I, I truly believe he's number five because he, he and he's the greatest student of the game. Um, he's just an intellectual. He knew what you were doing before you knew what you were doing. So that's my number five, Peyton Manning. It was Brock Osweiler, I think, that came in and played a little bit that year. What did you say? I think it was Brock Osweiler that came in and played a little oh, bit. Oh, I think you're right. It is Brock Osweiler. Yes. So who's your number four? Number four, um, and I've never been like a fan of kind of going with like, you know, the historically good, uh, you know, quarterbacks that none of us watched play while we were alive. But uh, after kind of researching this, Otto Graham has some of the craziest stats that you would ever see. He he went to 10 championship games. He, his yards per attempt. Okay, this is like every time he throws the ball, nine yards. Wow. Which is... I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple of really good guys in the in the eights, but most of like the great quarterbacks that we're talking about on this list have like a seven to seven and a half yards per attempt, mm. and he had nine. So you know wow. he doesn't have he doesn't have that great TD to interception ratio or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he doesn't have that great you know pass rating again, but he was absolutely the best football player during the years that he played in in the height of his his uh, career. Wow. For sure. So. Yeah, yeah I, no, I'll um, grab number four. My number four is John Elway. So I actually had him higher than you. 
So it, I'm like, surprised to hear that. Actually, two guys that you hate. Oh, I know. Well, I can't. I can't stand them, but I gotta respect them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have to like wrap my arms around them like I do Tom Brady. But um, I uh, uh, I still respect them. And John Elway had five t- five Super Bowls, man. And he and he always was. He was throwing the ball harder than anyone in the NFL, and he was taking the team on his back. Like, there was nobody that played on that offense when he was playing in the 80s. You know, Bobby Humphrey was his running back. Mm. Okay? Bobby Humphrey, with his uh, with his fade and all that, um, was his running back. Um, he didn't have even amazing wide receivers like Dan Marino, who had Mark Duper and Mark Clayton. He had nobody. And they're... He did have a good defense. I'll, I'll give that. The Orange Crush defense uh, was pretty solid with Carl Mecklenburg and uh, I think uh, Steve Atwater. That was later, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, John always my number four. I, I thought he put teams on his back. Who's your uh, number three? Number three, I have uh, Peyton Manning. Um, oh, you, know, this, you know, obviously a repeat of you know what you pretty much said. But, uh, you know, he's got the the elite stat line. He's got the 96.5 pass rating. He's got the 2-to-1 interception ratio. He's got, uh, you know, more years than not throwing north of 4,000 yards. He's yeah. got a completion percent of north, north of 65. He, he is just, from stem to stern, an elite quarterback. Um, he also won two Super Bowls. Obviously, we talked about how that second Super Bowl was – like literally, he actually probably hurt his team more than he helped them. Yeah, that totally. defense was just out of control, and he was, and his his game man and red skills was were, were good enough that year to make it work. So you know, good on him, good on them. But you know, I just think he's he, exa- the biggest brain in the NFL history, probably. But he shouldn't point. even have any Super Bowl rings. If, like you know, what I mean, like none of those Super Bowls are because of him. Like he he is by far. I agree. The most, like, man, the greatest tactician of the NFL, an amazing thrower, an amazing passer. Um, But, man, he didn't – I don't think he ever really elevated his teams to Super Bowl wins. I would say the teams elevated him to Super Bowl wins. Yeah, you could say that. But, you know, the year he won the Super Bowl, he, you know, he had a stellar – you know, stellar year as well. He did. He did. But not – but big games. He choked in big games. Even back in college, he did that. Yep. Um, but that leads me to my third, um, who is Joe Montana. Joe Montana is my third. I know that's shocking to you. You thought he was going to be my number two. But Joe Montana is my third. Uh, he has four Super Bowls, and he won them all. You know what I mean? Like, I think that says something. He, he won them all, and he won them with different teams. You know what I mean? Like, so the first two, he had, like, um, Dallas Clark and, and – and other players, but he didn't have Jerry Rice yet. You know, he beat the Dolphins and the Bengals and all that. But then the second team, um, he takes and he takes Jerry Rice and he takes John Taylor and he takes that whole team and he wins two more. Um, and if he, man, if he had stayed healthy, and, the, and the, again, I think you said it last week that staying healthy um, is a talent. Um, if he had stayed healthy, he he might have had all the records. They might have won Super Bowls every year, you know, but uh, but they didn't. But Joe Montana won four Super Bowls and he won them all. Number three for me. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a good choice. Unfortunately, he's my number two. So um, <laughs> all that. And you're number two, Dave. 
I mean, you literally verbatim was like everything I wanted to say was like, oh, you did it before he had all these flares. Oh, he did it after he had all these flares. Oh, he almost did it in KC. Oh, that part you didn't say. Oh, he almost did it in KC as well. Oh, um, near oh, the end of his career. One. Yeah, he did um, almost do it in KC. Um, but you know, that's um that's what great quarterbacks do. You know, they yeah. doesn't matter where they are, who they're playing with, they can yeah. they can t- elevate their team to a, a totally different level, which he did. He always did. I totally agree. That's why that's why like he's ahead of Peyton Manning by far mm-hmm. for me. Um, Otto Graham is my number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why is he played 10 seasons in the NFL and every season he was in the championship game. Every mm-hmm. season. And he won seven of seven championships in those 10 years. When you take your team to the championship every season you play. You are you, you are the best in the NFL at that time. And he and he was revolutionizing um, what looking like a quarterback was. You you said it yourself with the nine yards a pass. Wow, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. That's almost a first down every time he threw the ball. It's hilarious because the article I like I was doing I was reading during this research said that exact those exact words. That is a sentence in that in that what article is? that he basically threw uh, a first down every every pass. Oh, that's like, so funny. <laughs> yeah, that was like that's the exact words. Um, oh, that's cool. But, yeah, I, I didn't read that article. I promise you. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I would say uh, I read this article and they said this. Um, so uh, that is my number two is Otto Graham. Um, so I guess we're down to our number ones. Yep. And I think it's the same number one. Unfortunately. <laughs> the amazingly handsome Tom Brady. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> This is the most boring list ever. <laughs> uh, let's see here. You, do we want to trade off reasons? I'll go first. Um, wait, wait, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, we got to talk a little bit. Why is he number one? I mean, I, I, I just said let's let's trade off reasons. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, seven Super Bowls. Um, ten Super Bowls. That he has played in. Did it with two teams. Did it with much more than two teams. <laughs> like you could count the Patriots as like three separate. I would yeah, say that he won with. I would three say because there was teams. no change in head coach. That it's it's the one team. So everybody was like, "Is it Belichick or is Brady?" It's it was Brady. Well, no, because the same thing. We said the same thing for Joe Montana, and he had the same head coach. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, but oh, I, you, know you said that I didn't say that. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. They had the same head coach cause he didn't win one with Seifert. That was Steve Young. It was, um, he revolution, uh, he, he evolved his own quarterbacking, you know, like he, he wasn't a all time great passer, but he just won until 2008. And then he became this incredible passer every single year. It was amazing. And he made teams better. Like his teams that he won with didn't have the players. You know, we've talked about that already um, when we talked about Tampa Bay. But he didn't have great players. And he always elevated his teams to wins. Always. And the only team that really could could beat him were – any teams was the NFC East. He can't beat the NFC East in the championship. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. Giants um, twice and the Eagles. Let's let's not let's also mention his stat line is of the most elite. I mean, there's 
there's not a single like downfall here. Normally, like even with Joe Montana, you have like a you know a pass rating in the 80s, I think, and you know he didn't break 300 touchdowns in his career. Uh, you got you know things with each quarterback. Like Tom Brady doesn't have that. Tom Brady literally 64% completion percentage, like much more than a two to one interception ratio, much more like mm. three to one eighty three. Um, uh, QB rating of 97.4. That's, it's approaching a hundred, which is mm. like, it's like Aaron Rodgers' reason for being a good quarterback. I think he's uh, over a hundred for his career. Um, yeah. Like, or at least for his, his statistical argument, obviously, you know, he sucks. Um, right. but, you know, at, on every level, Tom Brady is the elite of the elite, and there's no really arguing it anymore. Even when he back when he got his fifth and sixth touched his fifth and sixth Super Bowls, I would argue like, well, you know, he lost two. You know, he lost two. Yeah, Joe Mont- me too. Me too. I still had Joe Montana ahead of him until that seventh Super Bowl. Yeah, and then and then he wins number seven, and he you know he goes to his tenth Super Bowl, and at that point. You know, those last two Super Bowls, like you and I were just hanging on just because, you know, we love Joe Montana, you know, growing up. Uh, We were just hanging on for that reason. You know, uh, Tom Brady, without question, there's not even an argument against it anymore. Yeah. Anyone who argues against him being the greatest of all time, um, I really feel like you're just jealous. That's all. That's all it can be. You know what I mean? I, I just think it's interesting that when he had four Super Bowls, his two Super Bowl losses counted against him. But now that he's won seven Super Bowls, they kind of count towards him. Like I know, that is interesting, yeah. Now, now it's like, no, he actually went to three others as well. Like, before it was like a, a bad thing. Now it's definitely going on to the the plus side of the argument. It's interesting how things, like, perspective of things change in certain situations. Anyway. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I never thought about that. That's a really good point. Um, so we both said that we do an honorable mention that we think is just a really great quarterback that if he was maybe surrounded by different players or a different time, um, he'd be considered one of the top five. And and who's your who's who's your guy? Well, my guy is um, Warren Moon. Uh, you know, we're talking about a guy who was drafted in 1970 or not drafted, I should say, in 1978. Uh, signed with <laughs> Canadian Football League. Um, he mm-hmm. played up there, won five championships in a row. Mm. Um, he came to the NFL in 1984, uh, kind of got a slow start, but then took his team to, you know, seven straight playoffs. Um, he had, uh, only a three and six, uh, postseason record, but, and this is the craziest thing of all. If you actually look up, um, the most like, sorry, the, the, the best passing stats in professional football, not just NFL, he actually has owned most passing yards, most passing touchdowns. Um, in addition to, um, are you saying that he owns them now? No, he did at one point, you know, oh. most passing and touchdowns, most, uh, um, yards, and then also, uh, the most completions, um, wow. at one point in his career. So, I mean, that's, that, that's incredible, incredible 71,000 passing yards. And this is a guy who got drafted in this or started playing football in the seventies. Wow. Um, yeah, and he played all the way into like the night late nineties, didn't he? For he like played, Minnesota, he played really good on Minnesota. He played yeah, really well. I thought so too. Um, and then he, I think he went to Seattle after that, and then you know ended his career as a backup in KC. But um, and you know this is this is a time a time in the NFL where 
you know, if you were a black quarterback coming out of college, you were pretty much forced to switch positions, which is why he didn't play in the NFL. He went to the Canadian Football League, which was much more inclusive. And, you know, he really he threw down like he really threw down when he was in the CFL. And, you know, people, you know, bid for him to come and play for them. And, you know, obviously the Houston Oilers got him. Um, you know, if he, if he would have been given the same opportunity that people are given today, he, he might've been on our top five list and, you know, because he, you know, would have had that much more time playing at the NFL speed, um, to add on to, you know, his, his already great, um, his great legacy. When did he, when did he get to the Oilers? 84. 84. Wow. That's six years. I know. Six years not in the NFL. That's wild. Thank you, Josh. That's awesome. I, I, my honorable mention um, is Dan Marino. Uh, and the reason why is, is because rules have changed. If he played in today's NFL with the rules that we have where you can't touch a wide receiver, he would have tore it up. He, he might have been as good, if not better, than Peyton Manning. You know, um, but he he was unbelievable in a time when you could just maul wide receivers. He was breaking records. First person to to pass over uh, uh, four thousand yards. You know what I mean? Like that's that's some or or over five thousand. Sorry, over five thousand yards. Um, and he took a team on his back in his second year to the Super Bowl. Um, that's incredible. Um, but if he had played with, like in the world that Peyton Manning played in. Which, by the way, um, Peyton Manning actually is the reason they changed rules because in the Super Bowl against the Saints, the Saints just kept hitting their wide receivers down. And so the league said, oh, we got to make it easier for quarterbacks. Um, And that's when Peyton Manning just went off after that. Like he was Mm -hmm. already good, already very good. But he he just went insane after that. Mm -hmm. Um, But Dan Marino would have been in my top five if he had played in today's NFL. 100% agree. Wow, that was some. That's that's a good list, Josh. That 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 Warren Moon thing, man. I, I was ready to stand up there with my fist in the air. That was solid, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's solid stuff. I always loved him growing up. Well, fantasy football depression has set in. Um, I am sad. I've lost both my games this week. Um, uh, and uh, uh, I thought we'd talk a little bit about that. Um. We have our waiver ads and drops and busts and stars. And, of course, um, we are looking at this from a 10-team uh, PPR league. Um, but my my waiver ad uh, – actually, I want to hear yours, Josh. What was Who's your waiver of the week? Uh, so my waiver of the week, um, kind of a deeper – a deeper choice. Uh, and he may not even be available in your, in your leagues. But um, I have Michael Carter. He actually um, – Leading up into the me? season, Michael Carter is was like this guy that everyone's like, oh, watch this guy, watch this guy. And then as we got closer to the season, he kind of just fell off. And then he was listed third on the depth chart. And then the season started, and then he didn't do much. But then this week, all of a sudden, he's he's gotten a lot more touches. Um, he actually was semi-relevant this week for fantasy. And I think it could just get better and better. And I'm sorry that I didn't go along with this New York Jets sucks theme, David. I'm so disappointed in you, Josh. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, wow. Um, I, <clears throat> um, waiver ad for this week. Um, if he's out there, um, Tony Pollard, um, if he, if someone dropped him after the first week because there wasn't anything there, um, get, pick him up because uh, he's only going to get more playing time. And 
I don't want to say this, but Mike McCarthy's job is on is on the uh, he's on the hot seat right now. Um, if they don't win, then he's done. So I, if if Zeke continues to just kind of not be the old Zeke, watch Tony Pollard start taking uh, carries away from him. Who's your drop? Uh, so this week, um, you know, I think I think Latavius Murray is is never going to be just like that fantasy relevant guy unless you know there's like another three injuries in Baltimore. You know, I just don't think that they're they're going to commit to a guy, and if, if they do, it's going to be Tyson Williams, which he has been relevant. Um, yeah. But you know, they got Devonta Freeman taking the carries. I think Latavius Murray was a quick add for a lot of people. I think it, I think it's okay to drop him. Okay, all right. Um, my drop is anyone on the Jets. J e t s, suck, suck, suck. Um. <laughs> That's why I'm shocked by your Michael Carter. <laughs> I wasn't actually going to have uh, Tevin Coleman as my drop, but I thought that was kind of too obvious. <laughs> if I said Tevin Coleman, it was going to be like, well, this guy's a moron. I'm like, why was he on your team to begin with? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, my bust this week is Jameis Winston, man. 111 yards, two interceptions. He did have a rushing touchdown, but after last week's five touchdown, I'm sure people had him starting. I'm sure people put him in their starting lineups. Um, and he did not keep up uh, what he needed to do. 100%. Uh, mine is CEH. He uh, he didn't perform last week. This week was even worse. Um, I mean, he's he's starting to become somebody that you might actually need to start thinking about. Putting on the bench. Not, yeah, not starting every week. Um, not quite. You know, he still plays for the best offense in the league. Uh, that does not mean that, you know, the next, you know, fifth, uh, well, 14 games with 15 weeks, um, you know, that he won't be relevant. Um, he, uh, just is not looking good. Um, but yeah, believe me, I'm, I'm noticing every freaking week. Ugh. Um, who's, uh, who's your star? Uh, this week, my superstar is Lamar Jackson threw down 40 fantasy points. I mean, that's what you love. Like you're talking about a guy who did not do well last year yeah. was, you know, pretty much left for dead by week 12. Yeah. And then. Flipped the switch, turned back on, and, um, you know, although last week he left a little bit to be desired on the fantasy front, um, this, you know, this week he he absolutely turned it on, and uh, I think you can feel comfortable starting him almost every week moving forward. Okay. All right. Well, I had Derrick Henry, uh, three touchdowns, 182 rush yards on 35 carries, over 40 touches. Um, he was he, he was who, who we thought he was going to be, or who a lot of people thought he was going to be. He just took over the game, um, and uh, that's why he's my star of the week. Every week, um, uh, we said we we're going to talk about the greatest player born today. Um, and so today is September 21st, um, and Doug Baldwin um, is going to be the greatest player born today. Uh, it was uh, that's, that's who I have. You agree with that, Josh? Um. I mean, there's not a lot on this day, so I, I would have to. Uh, so Doug Baldwin was an average wide receiver in the NFL, I'd say. Not someone to write home about. Definitely not somebody you're going to. He was their number one. So he what? He was their number one on the Seattle Seahawks. On a not, even on when a they not won very the Super good, Bowl. 
Yeah, but their their passing attack wasn't exactly super stellar back then. I don't know if you remember that Russell Wilson took some time to become Russell Wilson. Yeah, so he, you, he was still winning, and, and yeah. Doug Baldwin was their number one. Even when Tyler Lockett was there, Doug Baldwin Dude, was their number one for three years. I think Baldwin only had one 1,000-yard season. I think he had, he had two. He had two. He had two? Okay. Huh? I, think he, I think he had one year where he had 14 touchdowns. Otherwise, it was – I think it was less than – I mean – I don't know exactly, but you know that it was not like he was throwing up touchdowns all the time. Um, he just was an average wide receiver. Just he's, as, he's, I think he's, if you're if you're talking about wide receivers in general as average, he is like the poster boy for average wide receiver. He is third all time in receptions and yards for the Seahawks, man. And so that that's really good. The Seahawks don't really have a long history of great passing attacks. Um, they have, they had the only person in the NFL ever to have a hundred touchdowns in a season. That ended in like 1990, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you, don't you besmirch the name of Steve Largent. <laughs> that stat is so like not even relevant anymore. Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I refuse to third, Doug Baldwin third, every year in fantasy. Being so. third on receptions for the Seattle Seahawks is like being like I don't know, like fifteenth or sixteenth on the SF. <laughs> like I don't I don't even know. Like that's that's about the right place. Jeez, you would you probably wouldn't dude, even start dude, if he was on dude, the dude, uh, dude, up from, on the 80s. from 2014 to 2017, man. He was one of the top players in the NFL. He was one of the top 100 players in the NFL. Really? Yeah. I, it, like, there's a list or something? Somebody created yeah, this list? Yeah, there was list. a list. Mm-hmm. Where is this list? I want to see this. I don't, I don't even know if I believe you. Did you make that up? <laughs> <laughs> you made that up? There's a list. <laughs> no, there's a list. Good Lord. Um, and then, now this is unfortunate. Do you know what I remember him the most for, though? What is that? Um, he uh, he uh, got a touchdown, and he celebrated by pretending to poop the football out of his butt. <laughs> if that was him, I can't remember. That was him. Was that Joe Buck who was just like, well, that's just disgusting. <laughs> I think it was Joe Buck. Yeah. It might have been Joe Buck. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so that is our greatest player born on September 21st. <laughs> According to Josh, the average Doug Baldwin. Not great. We could do better. <laughs> well, Josh, uh, you have our hub controversy today. So what is it? Yeah, so uh, on his podcast um, before this week, obviously, uh, on Friday, uh, Hub had mentioned that he never really liked Andy Dalton for the Bears this year. Uh, number one, $10 million. Number two, didn't really fit the offense. Um, not because he's not, you know, a decent quarterback um, or even better than Tyra Taylor or Mitchell Trubisky, but he said that Tyra Taylor and Mitchell Trubisky would have been a better fit for the Chicago Bears offense. And uh, I kind of fully agreed with that. What did you think? Yeah, I agree. All right. That was the hub controversy this week. Good stuff, Josh. Thank you for bringing that to us. That was super controversial. Um, and next week we'll have another amazing moment where we argue 
um, for or against what Hub Arkish says, the greatest football mind ever. Um, well, uh, as we're running out of time, I still wanted to make sure I, I talked a little bit about um, some hockey news coming up. Um, the Blackhawks. Wait, wait, looking... wait, 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 wait. We never, yeah. uh, we never mentioned uh, the uh, San Francisco 49ers and who you should be stashing for when they get healthy um, during the oh. fantasy roundup. So, oh, yeah. with all these injuries with SF, um, it's really looking like Jeff Wilson is going to be the guy that if you have an IR spot, really? pick him up, stash him, and uh, he should be. He should be the guy that will be decent moving forward until Mostert comes back. He's out, I think, for another week or two, maybe. Um, but, you know, I would say that he's the guy that if you're looking to to pounce on value in their backfield, that's that's the guy you should be aiming for. Oh, all right. Well, oh, well, dang. Uh, looks like we are out of time. Uh, uh, join us next week as we finally talk about badminton. Uh, until then, keep being cynical and have a great night. Bye.